Right, this is uh, episode 73, and uh, I am broadcasting from what is left of the uh, scorched remains of um, the United Kingdom uh, after after what can only be described as, well, God knows what, like some sort of weather blow torch. Um, yeah, so I don't know about anyone else, but has anyone managed to fucking sleep? I pretty much slept in the back garden, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so hello, Pete. How are you doing? Doing well, man. You, you look glowing today. You look so. Fuck uh, you. Are you yeah. pregnant? <laughs> oh, you're just sweating. Got it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, we were supposed to do this yesterday, but I'm, yeah. I, I, to tell you, to be honest, I'm surprised I've got any equipment left. You know what I mean? I'm surprised it's not all turned to a liquid because I could not even get upstairs yesterday. It was yeah, it was absolutely insane. And uh, I don't know what it were. I don't know if it were worse down south or whatever, but it got up to about 38 degrees here and there's fucking no wind. And it was like, you know, this is, yeah. this is actually pretty insane. <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, so um, and uh, when I talked to you about it, I was like, oh, we're going to podcast. You're like, I can't be bothered. Oh, my goodness, this heat, this and that. And it reminded me, I don't know if you ever saw this YouTube clip, but there's a girl who just like loses her mind about how hot it is. Uh, and then it, it like went viral. It was a couple of years ago, but uh, this is her, and it reminded me of you. It is ninety-one thousand damn degrees. <laughs> right next to my air condition, right next to it is on the lowest temperature on the highest damn speed. <laughs> Sixty-four degrees, and it's on turbo. What the fuck do I need to put this bitch on? Power Ranger. This is unacceptable. I did not sign up for this. When I prayed during the winter months, I asked the Lord to make it warm. I did not say, Lord, please bring the devil from hell and have him sit his ass crack on earth. That's not what I asked for. That is not what I requested. I cannot do this, okay? The Lord need to delegate temperature and weather to somebody else. Where the hell is Moses? Let's talk to Moses about this shit because the Lord is out of control and I cannot deal with with this i am not tropical i'm not a damn toucan this is too goddamn much i should it should not be so damn hot that i'm up here having dreams about me being on fire everybody getting on my damn nerves so goddamn hot shit 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 oh uh yeah that reminded me a little bit of you oh jesus uh fucking hell it's too hot to make me laugh that much <laughs> fucking hell you're working up a sweat over there. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, well, it's. I mean, that's I, honestly right. Over the last two days, I've just tried to like stay as still as possible and move like as little as possible. Honestly, fucking. Oh god, it's been mental. It's just a not sleep. It's just a, a at night. Do you know what I mean? You try and sleep in that fucking heat. Um, I can't even imagine. I mean, I grew up my whole life in AC, so it's like, and I know it's different over there, and I know it stays more cool, but it blows my mind that there are summer months without AC, and I'm like, how do you do that? Well, I mean, usually, mate, I mean, our, our summers, are, you know, they're not, Yeah. you know, you usually get bloody a week of sunshine at best, and even then it's not that powerful, but so there's, 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 it's like there's no point. Do you know what I mean? There's, it's like fucking when um, we had to, we had a couple of bad uh Winter's snow wise. So I went out and bought a four by four because it I had a pain in ass dealing with it and it didn't fucking snow again for about eight years. And I'd sold bloody car before and it's bloody snowed again and got one that were a bit less good in the snow again. Wow. But yeah, so it'd be a bit like that. We'd all rush out and buy uh, AC units and they'd sit doing that for two decades, although I might be I, I might be proved to be entirely wrong there. God knows, mate, but it, I, it's mental, really. It's just like, it, that's how life seems to be going these days. Like, there's so many firsts 
Do you know what I mean? Like so yeah. many like fucking hell, that's never happened before. And but one of those every now and again, you're like, wow. But when they keep happening, you're like, what the hell? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, exactly. It's never ending this. And then, you know, like be it whatever it is, um, just something where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, this is unprecedented. Oh, great. God, what's it going to do next? What the yeah, hell? My wife keeps saying the world is broken. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's, if it's bloody getting to 40 degrees in bloody Kipax, the world is broken. I'll tell you that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone is taking piss. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just weird, man. You know, I don't want the entire podcast to be about the heat, but um, yeah, that was fucking mental. And I just thought that's gone now, and uh, we're up to cool. Uh, my my fucking brain don't work in hot weather, as I'm probably sure you can tell. Listen to this podcast. I mean, it's, it's cooled out. Like the thing that blagged me was, you know, I sort of sat there thinking, well, it's all right. You know, tomorrow it's going to drop and it's going to be cooler. And I woke up this morning and get up. I got up and I was just like, it's still fucking really hot. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, well, it is 24 degrees, but it's still too hot. Like I, I, I were expecting some sort of eureka moment. Do you know what I mean? Where you open the door and you're like, oh God, thank God. It's, you know what I mean? It's a normal. <laughs> I, I can't, I hate hot weather. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. I, I, honestly, I really, I can't do with it. It just shuts me down. Um, Like I say, it just slows my bloody brain and everything. But anyway, it's, um, it's just one of them things, isn't it? It's one of them things. I mean, you know, people I know are on holiday and right now and they haven't had the, the bloody temperatures we've just had. Can you say? Oh, yeah. And so a funny transition, but I know we were talking about, hey, let's talk a little bit about vinyl today. But I saw that picture online and it made me think of the fact that you just bought all this brand new vinyl and somebody <laughs> had like a picture of their vinyl that was just like melting from the heat. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, that would have been hilarious if all your new vinyl would have just started warping. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you've been following me on Twitter, you'll see that I've kind of just discovered vinyl pretty much um, as a result of uh, obviously having test pressings to approve because there's our live record and then my album as well. So I'm yeah. like, well, I'm going to need I'm going to need a turntable then. I mean, it's weird. Like, I've never it sounds odd and. I'm sure there'll be loads of people who listen to this who will be like, well, but I've never entertained vinyl or even given it a second glance. Not Do you know what I mean? Child? Not really. Hmm. No, I think by the time I discovered music in terms of me actively putting it on myself or seeking it out, that was just when, well, I say just when, uh, it was it was all CDs. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know. I mean, obviously, I've always been aware that there's people who've sworn by vinyl and stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I think I was probably unaware that um, there's so there's actually sonically there's so many um, downsides to a CD versus vinyl, and that's something I've been going through over the last week of sort of you know getting into it. It's like, well, how the hell or why did it ever go from vinyl to bloody or was it cassette after vinyl or to CD? I can't really, other than for sheer convenience, which I suppose is the blaringly obvious answer and doesn't even need any an analysis really, but that's that's the only thing is well, sheer convenience. Because I mean, I thought, I, I kind of thought that, you know, when, if you were talking about high fidelity and musical detail, I would have assumed anyway that, that a CD would be operating at least on the same on the same plane, um, you know, if not if not even below a CD 
But the problem well, is uh, with uh, with records. I think this was a big problem. Was they don't you can scratch a record really easy. So you spend all this money on on your only version of a song, and all of a sudden it's scratched, and you can never play it again. So that was one. Then it would get warped. You know, however many plays, depending on the needle. Uh, so they didn't keep well. You know, and it's kind of like you know you wouldn't want to even same thing with a cassette tape. They can get destroyed so easily. So mm. yeah, digital makes the most sense because it's you can preserve it. You know, e- e- there are tapes like videotapes, VHS. You you know you got all your home movies on VHS. Well, guess what? You know, if they sit there for too long, they're no longer going to be videos, and you can't yeah. watch them. So getting moved to digital is obviously it just has to happen. But then that was when there was this big complaint. And, and honestly, when CDs first came out, I'm old enough to remember when there weren't CDs. Uh, and so when they first came out, they were all the rage. Oh, they're better. The quality quality is so much more clear they're everything but then it was funny because after a while they were like wait a minute records do sound better you know but that Mm -hmm. was way later so it's just funny how people change but uh it's uh i see the reason why we have a digital media but i truly enjoy the experience you know of touching and opening and reviewing an entire album uh and even even the little popping sound that you put when you listen to a record like the whole experience to me is enjoyable uh, as opposed to just clicking on spotify Oh, absolutely. And and to be honest, I'm, I can't believe that at 39 years old, I'm kind of only just discovering this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, I just never, never something that I was ever interested in. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, certainly, you know, jump into sort of the end of this topic, I suppose. But it's, it's kind of, it's reconnected me with, with music yeah. as this, as discovering vinyl. I mean, in lots of ways. Um, the, I think I'd forgotten entirely what it was to to own something like that, and I suppose as well, you know, when you talk about the shift from vinyl to CD, I mean, vinyls, I don't, I presume they've always been more expensive than CD. Do you know what I mean? So that's another thing that you take into account. But to actually own the physical edition, and there's there's like a a higher level of commitment to it. Oh yeah, I think in a sense of not only purchasing it because you know it's like well that's 30 quid or sometimes 35 quid or something like that for you know something where like, oh god i've got to have that like mezzanine for example massive attack that was 35 quid um but you do you know you don't you don't hesitate but so i went into hmv the other day for the first time bloody god since i was a kid and straight away it was I think I've described this to you at one point. I've described this. I've described the the as a child going into HMV and you know mum or dad going right. You know you can you can get two CDs each yeah. or whatever, and you're like right. Well, what am I going to buy then? Do you know what I mean? And then you start the process, and that I kind of went through all that again like um, the other day because I was just in there and they're like right. Well, what do I want then? And all of a sudden you, you're going through these records and you're like fucking hell. And I, I found it like a a rare and unique opportunity to reconnect with um, music in it. Cause I mean, I used before we were a proper band, I used to really commit to listening to music and people maybe don't understand what I mean by that. Um, yeah. You know, if I, if I listen to music, like I, that is a sole focus. I don't ever believe in background music or music where there's conversation happening around it. You know, I sit there and I listen, I used to listen to a, an album, but, but like, I think there's something magic about vinyl as well because it removes that fundamental thing which changes the entire dynamic. The skip button. <laughs> the, honestly, the removal of the skip button for me is more than a revelation because our attention spans get shorter, you know, whether we whether we acknowledge it or not, and we want more instant gratification. Yeah. And 
through this, I've realized, and I'll get into this more deeper in a sec, but like, so for example, as I say, you, with the vinyl, you put it on, you commit to listening to it all the way through. Now, there's albums I'll listen to where there's songs that just, ever since Day Dot, I'd just skip past. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure I'll have heard them all at one point, but even on some of my most fa- favourite records, there are songs where I just bang straight past it. Whereas sort of just having it on the vinyl, letting it run, honestly, there's some of the songs that I used to skip when, I actually co- when I've committed to actually listening to it and absorbing it in the same way as I do the rest of the record. You're like, oh shit, that's actually better than most right. other ones. <laughs> yeah, it could be because you're like, oh, I just didn't like the... I didn't like the first fucking 30 seconds, you know what I mean? But if you actually get past that, it's like, oh my God, that is fucking amazing. Um, and I have discovered that with quite a few um, records with stuff where I generally just skip it. But like you said, I mean, and I know that a lot of people listening to this will probably be like, fucking hell, you are so late to the party and you talk, uh, you know, I'm not talking here like this is information that people don't fucking know. Do you know what I mean? I'm finally, I'm finally sort of turning around and going, yeah, I, I get it. And I'm just relaying to you in what, way i get it and it's in it's through it's not through any way of being told you know what i mean i've not been reading up on what the experience of vinyl should be this has been a very practical uh thing that i've done for a practical reason which has kind of led to what i've discovered and it, it i didn't go looking to discover it out do you know what i mean i say that i were my theory behind buying a turn, turntable was purely to approve what I need to approve. And because of that, I was going to get a relatively cheap one just to do the job. But that's, you know, that's where I bloody fall down in it. Well, I don't think you're that late to the party because the truth is there's a lot of people that still have not yet discovered that. Of course, you're going to have the people that are like, of course, I've been doing this. I go to, you know, I go to record buying day every year and I do mm. all these things. And, you know, I, I'm, I've been vinyl forever. Fine. But there's a lot of other people that are just still fully submerged in digital. And that's fine. I think there's a place for that. I think that, you know, for for vinyl, though, it's just there's an experience. And and there and some of the things that you're pointing out are obviously part of that experience, like the ability to discover songs that you normally wouldn't play. Like I actually uh, I do the same. Like I have a Beatles album that I play sometimes. And it's like, you know, I'm sitting there with my wife. She's never heard some of these songs. And, and, and usually I would even skip over some of these songs. But the more we play it, I'm like, that's actually kind of a cool song. And, yeah, it, yeah. and, it, and it works into the whole experience of an album of going cover that's to it. cover. And that's... Uh, you know, there's something about that when you put on an album and you don't just, uh, it's not just like you you can easily skip, you know, you, you're yeah. committed. And uh, I don't know, there's, it's it's a bit of an, it's like I said, I don't want to overuse the word, but it's a bit of an experience. No, no, I, I and I completely understand that now. Uh, and I didn't know if that was a bit like, yeah, people are just saying that or whatever. But it, it, I have to say it's totally clicked for me. You know what I mean? It's completely clicked. And yeah, so I did start off thinking I'd buy like just a, a cheap and cheerful one, but I don't know. The more I looked into it and, you know, sort of, I do have quite a nice hi-fi anyway. So I thought it'd be quite nice to integrate quite a nice turntable. Do you know what I mean? And one thing I like to be careful of as well is I I get into, I can get into things really fast. Do you know what I mean? And it, the, yeah. what I've learned is that if, if I do get into summer, I need to just take a bit of time and read up on stuff because otherwise I'll go out on first day buy some of that things right and then three days later i'll be like oh shit i want the better version of that and then i'll go buy that anyway and then you're wasting money so you know it did kind of skint me a little bit and i do have to as usual thank my patrons very very much um for that uh rega playing r3 um which is fucking unbelievable you know i don't want to get technical on this podcast at all and this is all information i knew jack shit about even a few 
few weeks ago, but you know, looking into it and seeing how much it's about the cartridge and things like that, and the cat the cartridge yeah. and the stylus and the ability to actually read the information in the grooves and how you've got tracking weights to consider as well, and how uh, heavy tracking weights can actually destroy your records, and you need to be careful about when you're buying turntables and uh, pay, uh, paying attention to the tracking weight of uh, tone arms because, as I say, if they do have a heavy tracking weight, they're going to carve grooves in your fucking hundred pound special edition records. <laughs> so one thing I will say to anyone, and again, I'm not trying to sound like a pro or all like that, but if you can stay away from any turntables you can buy in HMV or anything like that because they are dog shit and they will destroy your records. You know what I mean? Um, as I think I said on Twitter, from my research anyway, and I do. Yeah. Uh, people feel free to add their opinions and thoughts, especially when I put this out on Twitter, the episode um, link. Discuss there if you want. But yeah, I wouldn't go below uh, the Audio Technica, um, the LP60, is it? The LP60X, which is about 160 quid. I, I just won't fucking go cheaper than that. Unless you're, unless, you're, unless you're buying cheap records and you don't give a shit. But yeah, certainly from what I understand anyway, the, the cheaper end of things that you get from your HMVs and all that, um, the Crossleys and et cetera, et cetera, the random brand names. It's just cheap crap that's going to sound crap and destroy your records. So there's certainly a point of diminishing returns, but that was the first thing that I were made aware of is that that's the last thing you want in it, mate. If you go spend £180 on your prize, oh, yeah. whatever it is that you've managed to find on Discogs, and then you you go put it on something that's got a tracking weight of 10 grams, it's going to carve a Mariana Trench into it. And that, that you know, it's all these things that fascinate me. So when, when you actually look into it and you're like, so the needle actually reads the information. And if it's a shit needle, shit stylus or whatever with a poor profile, it's going to, it's going to sit in the groove only partially. Then when you start getting more expensive with the better cartridges and better needles, it, it, it fits better and reads more information from the groove. You know what I mean? I know there's, there's points of diminishing returns with these things and some people just don't give a shit and the toes curl at any kind of audio science or any kind of audio file. Oh, I like it to be right, but I do have a big part of that in me. But there is a point of diminishing returns. Do you know what I mean? There's no point getting a fucking three grand Michelle turntable when other components aren't quite up to the same standard. But <laughs> the funny part to me about this is that uh, there's such a I'm, I, I detect such a pattern with you, which is a good pattern. But it's a funny like, you know, you you want to learn how to play guitar. So you're like, OK, I'm going to be the best at this and do amazing. And you just master the art of guitar. And then you do the same with um, vaping. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. vaping's interesting. I'm going to learn every single possible thing I can learn about vaping to the yep. point where you know way more than the average Joe. And you do the same with your gardening and uh, and now it's records. But it's just funny because like I, I like records, but you've already said more and you just started reading about records. You've already said more that you're way past my level of comprehension. Uh, mm. But, you know, it's just funny to see how you dive into things like that. But it, oh, it's, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. I, I think it's a compliment, if anything. Oh, yeah. I, I've got a mad ability, mate, to to read and take in a lot of information at once as long as I'm interested. And I've mentioned this yeah. before, hyper-focus it is a fucking gift because, I mean, like, I can literally, I go, I just instinctively, um, I'm pretty good with Google and people might sort of pull a weird face at that. Honestly, if you witness some people trying to search something on Google, you're just like, what the fuck are you trying to do there? The amount of times I'm like, just search it, you'll find it. And they're like, I can't find it. And then I go and search it. I'm like, how can't you find it when it's there? I just typed it in. But anyway, um, yeah, I tend to get deep into, well, I can take in a lot of information fast. So I scan all these 
you know, sort of articles, documents, and people having conversations. And I've, as you say, I, I, I do this with loads of stuff, and I always have. So I've learned to extrapolate the useful information from the bollocks. Because there's anyone here who's ever got, got deep into anything hobby-wise or out like that, or even your job, you, you know, you'll know that a lot of it is just bollocks. And it's just, you know, brand loyalties and people with no experience of equipment trying to talk like they know what they're talking about. And that's a big problem on the internet. Yeah. Some people just read something that someone says and they're like, oh, you know, he's got good grammar. He must know what he's fucking talking about. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But anyway, I don't want, you know, don't want to go down that point too long. But what, what I like to do, as you describe, is I hate not knowing what I'm talking about if, if I want to. I've got no problem not knowing what I'm talking about if it's something that I don't know about. But yeah. if it's something where I've got a pathological need to understand it, then I have to kind of um, run with that. Do you know what I mean? So, and a lot of it is just it's from my dad. Do you know what I mean? Like not not spending too much money on stuff you don't need and making sure you get the right thing and all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I've ended up getting what I've got. And yeah, sorry, I did want to make the point that I like to be able to then go to someone like me a week ago who didn't know jack shit and you know go all right well this is all the information you need do you know what i mean so that's that that's why i said that about the the cheaper record players because you know it, it it's kind of a false economy basically and yeah. um you know i think you don't want people going out buying crap like that and damaging the prize record collections because that's the that's the other thing it, you know and as i've already alluded to it's fucking pretty you know i went out and bought four records and it cost 100 quid yeah do you know what i mean and especially sort of in this financial climate or whatever but that's the other thing as well i suppose is you make you make you find and make sacrifices for the things that you end up loving and that drive you don't you do you know what i mean so i didn't even think oh my god that's 100 pounds i would just like look i've got these four records um which are four you know well, well, we'll talk about them in a sec. I mean, so yeah, so I got it sorted anyway and got it all set up. And I was very much of the mind of, well, go on then, impress me. Do you know what I mean? Especially after I've, you know, invested my time sort of looking at turntables, making sure I get the right one and whatever. And then you're like, okay, and, you know, getting a, a bloody fancy cartridge that, uh, you know, that again, I'd be assured would get the best performance from the turntable, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I got it all set up and I sat there thinking, right, okay, well, you know, let's impress me then. So, Another thing I'll add is, as I said on Twitter as well, I managed to acquire my mum's entire record collection. And I knew there were going to be a lot of stuff that I'd probably not be interested in there, but I was just hoping for Tango in the Night. Do you know what I mean? For Little Mac. Because I, I was just thinking, that's the first, that's the first record. Because I, I know it inside out. Yeah. I know it more than inside out. Uh, and when I started seeing uh, my girlfriend and I were going down to um, Buckinghamshire where she lived and I were doing that sort of every weekend, I just, I just used to have that record on repeat so, and, you know, I'd listen to it. I know, I know how that record sounds. Do you know what I mean? Especially sort of digitally or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So anyway, I found a bit of time and that. So I thought, all right, well, you know, let's test this stuff out then. So, you know, I put Tango in the Night on fucking, it's like some sort of bloody religious experience. Honestly, do you know what I mean? Like that, and I say again, I wasn't sat there waiting to be blown away. I'm, I'm very much like, go on then. You better bloody impress me. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the the depth of the sound, do you know what I mean? The depth and the, the separation of the instruments, and it just—I've never felt that connected to music or connected, especially to that record. And like vocals and things, everyone's just everything's just fucking so so much bigger. Yeah, seriously, and it—it's very difficult to describe. It's almost like the instruments are tangible rather than just coming out your speakers. 
And yeah, I did A and B it. I did instantly go, well, fucking hell, let's stream Tango in the Night to, you know, through because I've got a, a good streaming setup as well. Oh, did in you? In terms That's of the interesting. Yeah, in terms of the quality it comes through at. It's fucking it's night and day. Really? Yeah, yeah, seriously. I've never done that before, but I, you know, yeah, I, I feel that when I'm listening to a record, but I've never done a side by side. So, oh, but like honestly, I've never felt that connected to a record, and even like the depth of the vocals and the the ability to to, to connect even more with the the emotion in the vocals that, that I was feeling that because it was so much more real, really, really hard to describe. Um, and obviously, I have got, I you know I have got a setup where it's going to get the best out of those sorts of things, and if you if you're putting a poor turntable up against a digital streaming thing you very well might not notice the difference but i am talking from a having the right components to to you know to to be able to to hear the difference but oh my god yeah and the thing it the thing was is it instantly as soon as i put it on first track i was like oh christ this is going to be expensive this so i'm just thinking right tomorrow i'm off out i'm going to buy that i've got to hear my favorite records through on vinyl now through this you know specifically even through this system um, and then the fucking heat turned up, like you're saying, and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? I'm all ready to go out and start buying stuff, and I was like, I'm going to melt. <laughs> but I, tell, I, I did in the end. I thought, right, I can, I can brave this, get in car, cool it down, just drive down to Bloody Junction, whatever it is, downcast, go to HMV. And that's a novel thing. I was like, does HMV even exist? Even exist anymore? And that's the interesting thing. You go in there now, and that's all it is. Vinyls everywhere, tons yeah. of them. But it, like, it's so interesting how it shifted. I mean, I suppose I've always been a bit odd in terms of how I've consumed music anyway, but there's there's absolutely no doubt that it's reconnected me to music in general and albums and like a, a need to discover more music, um, even if it's just stuff that I already love. Do you know what I mean? And, and hearing it in that much more visceral format, would you say? I don't know, man. Um, but like you said, I mean, again, so I got all my mum's records and oh christ i mean like the amount of dust on them honestly they were that dusty right i got my still blower out of garage my garden blower and fucking blow up blow them outside <laughs> it's fucking cloud of dust coming off them <laughs> so then i thought oh these are going to be great that. aren't they these are going to be great inside so my dad said they'll need a clean so then i'm like all right well i need to order myself a cleaning thing then oh, oh they're, they're in got, jackets I, though right i mean aren't they in cover yeah yeah but yeah so that's the bloody next thing i found is how therapeutic is cleaning vinyl honestly with that little horseshoe brush or whatever they call it and um yeah and you just go around this this podcast can probably sound mental to some people but yeah just even sat there sort of getting the record out and clean but even like holding the bloody thing it's i mean sure i'm sure some people are aghast at this but i've never done that like prior prior to getting this turntable i'd never put a record even on a turntable and put a needle on it just I never even done that. Interesting. That's crazy. literally never done that. And like I fucking shit myself because when I went to take the stylus uh, protector off, I actually touched the stylus with my amp on bloody eighty, <laughs> so it fucking amplified the end of my thumb. And that was the other thing as well. Just the fascination of the fact that you're like, well, hang on, like even uh, this is sound ridiculous, but even with the amp off, you can literally hear the music coming from the needle ambiently. Yeah, I find that yeah. I find that fucking fascinating. <laughs> And then you're like, well, that that is the signal. Do you know what I mean? You sat there going, oh, that's interesting. But that that is the signal that's then just just being amplified. That's all it is. And I don't know, it's things like that just fucking blow my mind. And then, like you said, the little pops and crackles that you get. And you put the record on and instantly you're like, well, oh, fucking hell, it's almost like, it sounds like someone walking through gravel. 
but then the then the, the track starts and it just opens up. Fucking yeah. so difficult to describe. Um, but from someone who's I would say completely as purely um absorbed digital music, you know what I mean? Through to bloody getting mini disc players and all that, and then iPods and it just takes all the fucking fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, and I don't don't want to sound like what's the word? I don't want to sound like I'm on a fucking soapbox or I'm only talking from my own sort of perspective of well, what the hell have I been doing all this time? And obviously I had the black spot where I didn't listen to anything over, you know, the 10 years because it was too difficult or whatever. But now it's like, honestly, it feels like being fucking reborn in a sense because, and I can, I can really see the, also the nostalgic attraction of, of the inevitable spiral of people like me then going out and going, well, I've got to reconnect with my fucking youth here, but in a much more, you know, I've got, I've got a list as I've got a list. that's probably about two grand's worth of stuff that I want. Oh, I, Do you know I, what I, mean? I mean, we did those playlists and uh, you definitely had a strong connection to a lot of different. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So I can imagine that uh, you're probably starting the search for a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. And then you, uh, uh, it's just, it's weird having a physical library of music and even, you know, majority of it's made up of my mum's stuff, but, sort of to build your own and then people are like oh well you know get it on discogs i have to say like i'm much more interested in just me listening now i've got what i consider now i'm happy with what i'm listening through i just want to you know i just want to listen to vinyl i'm not really bothered about uh listing it all on discogs and things i haven't quite clicked with that bit yet other than the fact of the you know that it shows you where you can buy um things that reduce prices do you know what i mean like what did i pay for dark side of the moon uh 20 quid or something when you know there's you can get it for a five on discogs or even cheaper i can see the uh i can see the because i don't really know i mean maybe, do you know Pete? is it like a is, is there a, a, a swap market on there and stuff like that like oh, uh no clue no clue <laughs> so you don't know either no. fair enough no, no i mean me, a lot of people me, like i'm still halfway like i love being able on Spotify to create playlists. And it's a new thing, like my daughters both make playlists and they share them with me and they're very different. And I enjoy discovering new music that way. So like to me, the digital is amazing, but with the, with the records, it's like a, you know, that's to me more like, I don't ever, even though I love so much music, I'm not going to try and collect all my favorite records and, and have this huge collection for me. It's more of an experience, you know, like I'd love to get my hands on all the music records uh, on some foos on some classic ones. I've got, you know, I've got Nirvana, I've got Prince, Michael Jackson, I've got Beatles, I've got some of the, but I'm not going to go through my whole, you know, yeah. You know, for me, for me, that aspect is hearing stuff I haven't heard before. That's what I'm chasing now. Mm. Hearing, no, I don't know. I don't mean music. I mean detail in music I've already heard. Ah, for yeah, example, okay. listening That's to Tango in the Night. Listening to Tango in the Night. I'm like, I fucking never noticed that instrument doing that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or I've never, never noticed that. Or there was so many things listening to that on vinyl where I was like, there's detail in this music I've just never heard digitally. And that pisses me off. Do you know what I mean? Because that's something that's never occurred to me is that I'd be actually missing out on musical detail. I, and again, I don't have a I don't have a pathological need to go out and buy loads of records. I have a pathological need to hear my favorite music in um, what I would very quickly consider a, a much more superior format. Look, if there's additional detail to my ears that in there digitally, there is no discussion to be had. There is no discussion to be had that one is clearly better than the other. Now, there might be a discussion to be had that says 
yeah, to get up where you are talking about at detail, you are talking about a thousand pound turntable. Do you know what I mean? But I don't give a fuck. If it gets me that fucking detail, I will eat for a bastard month to be able to chase that. And that's just that that level of passion that I certainly had to music. And yeah, I used to sit in my you know, my my dad is what you would call an audiophile, loves hi-fi. And as I probably talked about before, we all we each had a mega hi-fi in our rooms because my dad is I would chip off the old block in the sense that my dad's like me, he gets interested in summer and then all of a sudden he's like, Oh shit, I bought six hi-fis. Oh fuck. Um <laughs> Oh, well, you can each have one each day, go. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, and I grew up very much with a, like I say, you sit with light off, you fucking light some candles and you sit there and listen to music at ridiculous ground swelling volume. Yeah. <laughs> That's my problem as well. Like, I'm interested in listening to stuff quiet. It don't, it don't, I need to feel air moving. I'm not interested in, I mean, you know, you sit there and put it on, you're like, la di da di da. But I'd, I want to, if I've got music on, I want to be able to talk and not hear my own voice. <laughs> wow. Even in my own head, that's how loud I like music. And I always have. And, you know, I don't play it late at night. So as far as I'm concerned, if it's during day, shit, you know yeah. what I mean? We're, we're detached here anyway. I'm not a uh, terrorist or semi out. So it's like, yeah, well, it's fucking loud. As long as for me, as long as it's not after seven, half seven, I play it as loud as I fucking want. Seriously. And, um, but yeah, I'd never do that sort of late at doors. Yeah, but, sure. Have you, uh, have you listened to, I, I wonder if you listen to the music albums, uh, if you could detect maybe things that you don't hear in the CD version, because it's weird because you guys actually recorded it, but I wonder absolutely. if you hear things differently in those records than if you heard on the CDs. I've no doubt I will. I've absolutely no doubt I will. And that's one thing that I thought is that's going to be, that's going to be really interesting. Cause as you say, uh, you know, I, I we sat there Making the bloody thing, hearing it, you know, going into the SSL live and stuff and hearing it at that quality. And um, I will warn you, I suppose the only difference, though, they're hard to find. So I don't know if you can get your hands on any. <laughs> I suppose the only difference is I haven't listened to our record as much as I'd forensically know something like, you know, Tango in the Night or Songs to Learn and Sing and, you know, um, or anything, anything like that, really. You well, think I'm, you could you know, possibly discover, like, if you listen to something of yours that, because a lot of the stuff, like even some of the stuff that you made, you've told me before, like, oh, we just made that that one time. We never played it live. We never kind of revisited mm. it. I wonder if you listen to something like that, you know, on on. Oh yeah, side, you'd be like, oh, wait, Ooh, what is that? I tell you what, I tell you what. Now that's something that vibes me up a bit more. Putting putting rather than the music, putting you might as well try to fuck me on putting that record on and hearing karma and stuff like that on vinyl. Oh, yeah. now that does sound that does excite me. That does excite me. Um. Oh yeah, uh, that's um, well. That, I mean, you know, that's kind of why I bloody got the thing to uh, to listen to Temple News, and when that test pressing comes, and I'm yeah really excited about doing that. I mean, even just looking at the bloody thing spinning away there in the corner is is um, you know something that gives you gives you. There's there's a lot to be said for as you've described, and as numerous other other people have described. Just it, it, I suppose like before you've done it, it's very difficult to separate. You know, pressing play on Spotify to actually getting a record out and putting it on. But it's a pain in the ass, isn't it? It's a pain in the ass putting a record on, but it's like a pain in the ass that you you instantly learn to love because you're like, right, so I can't bloody put my fingers on it because, you know, as you say, it's a lot more susceptible fingerprints and stuff like that. I mean, Christ, as you stand there and hold it in your hand, you can see all the particles of dust in the air going, hang yeah. on, there's a piece of vinyl there. 
fucking stick on it. Do you know what I mean? And all these tiny little bits of dust fucking race to it and stick on it. You know, you little bastards. And as quickly as you chase them off, fucking the mates turn up and do it as well. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, you know, you, you stand up and you try and get this thing out of the sleeve. You're like, well, hang on, it's so snug in this sleeve. I can't actually get it out. So then you stood there trying to shake the fucking thing out. <laughs> yeah. It's bastard 40 degrees outside. So your, your your hands have got so much grease and sweat on them that your brand new Pink Floyd record with a really nice sort of finish on the actual sleeve itself suddenly looks like forensic uh, evidence in the murder trial. Do you know what I mean? Because there's fucking fingerprints all over it. You try to shake the thing out of its sleeve because it won't come out. Then you're like, well, try and get in there and bloody Jimmy it out. And before you know it, you're like, fucking hell, you know, you could just press bloody play on, on a CD. Yeah, but then, and you, then have you have actually get it on sweat. You have that sweat on the paper. So then later you go back and be like, oh, that's a sweat stain from, you know, from Heat Wave again in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then you, then like you say, you've got to actually put the thing on. And then I don't know. It's all stuff that's just been completely novel to me over the last week. And I have to say, I've had an absolute, uh, blast discovering it but also that that sort of that um that raw unstoppable enthusiasm um about music and listening to music and i don't know loving it again rather than it feeling very hard to describe how my relationship with music got but Mm. there's no doubt in my mind that through getting this turntable and i mean even what did i go out and buy so i went out instantly and bought um spirit of eden I talk talk, which is fucking just one of my favorite records of all time, and I know that's one thing that you had no idea about, Pete. Um, and to be honest, I'd, I well, I don't know what I'd love to. I'd be fascinated by your opinions of spinning um, Spirit of Eden and seeing what you think to it. It's I, I absolutely adore it. It's one of the most. It's so fucking subtle and musical, and some of the musicianship is just absolutely amazing. That was a eureka moment for me hearing hearing that record. Oh, okay, and even even. Even when you go as far as to look at stuff like Sigaros, uh, you go and listen to fucking Spirit of Eden. And, I'm, you know, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, fucking, I love Sigaros. I love Sigaros. But when you go listen to Spirit of Eden, you can, you're like, well, you know, this this was going, this sort of vibe was going on a long time ago. Um, but, you know, that that's not that's not in any way to level criticism at anyone or anything. That yeah, is sure. history, isn't it? That's, that's how shit works. You know, people, things go in trends and, and tell you what, I was absolutely thrilled discovering that because, as I say, in my mum's collection, there's a couple of things that I've been listening to. The prime, the one I wanted desperately was Tango in the Night. So then, um, yeah. So once I once I discovered like what the you know how much better it sounds, I was thinking, shit. Well, what as I, as I said earlier, I was like, right. Well, what do I want to buy tomorrow? And instantly, I was like, talk, talk, Spirit of Eden. I mean, in terms of something that's well recorded and it's going to show off the the nuances in the music, um, I just thought that's going to be a fucking great example. So when going to HMV, I was thinking, that's not going to fucking be an HMV, is it? <laughs> There's no way that record's going to be an HMV. They're going to have bloody all the stuff in the charts and no more. Yeah. So I walked in there anyway, went to the T section, bloody first one, wasn't it? Talk, talk, spirit of Eden. And literally in the middle of HMV, I just went, yes, get it. <laughs> but yeah, from, from also from that sort of musicality perspective, that's why I instantly thought mezzanine as well. And like Mezzanine is one of my favorite records of all time. And I think in terms of favorite records of all time, I think that works in different ways. You can talk about just pure quality or um, uh, or whatever. But also for me, and I think I've said this before, it's about um, the times of your life as well. Do you know what I mean? When you're like, no, it's one of my favorite records of all time. I, right. I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily standing on a soapbox and saying, this is one of the best records ever. 
I'm certainly saying it is in my life. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And and the music that I've heard at points that's made you go, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no doubt. I mean, one of them was the prodigy, Fat of the Land, which is on my list as well. I can't wait to get Fat of the Land. Um, which is mysteriously an album that's kind of not remembered for how big that record was. And this will mean note to you, Pete, but Fat of the Land was a cultural phenomenon in this country. And I find it interesting that it doesn't, doesn't that that doesn't seem to be an opinion that you well, you don't hear a lot about it. Do you know what I mean? He's still a fire starter and that, but in terms of when people are talking about great records, I'd put Fat of the Land up there with stuff like, you know, if you want to talk purely about dance records anyway, I'd put Fat of the Land up with leftism myself, and that might some, make some people uh, aghast, but I don't give a shit, you know what I mean? Music's <laughs> like what it means to everyone individually. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, that had a big effect on me, but not as much as Mezzanine, um, because I think that album for me, fucking hell. And I think someone said on Twitter, oh, what really better than Blue Lines? And it's like, for me, yeah. Like, Mezzanine is dark and menacing in the most fucking special way. And it sounds absolutely phenomenal on vinyl, I can attest to that. And we're a brilliant use of 35 quid, absolutely. Um, I, I will say... None at fucking sides are labelled. So I'm stood there with vinyl going, oh, fuck's sake, I don't know which side is side B. So I had to just drop it and go, no, that's side B, flip it again. So that was a, that was another addition to the experience of actually trying to put the put the vinyl on. But I mean, I instantly fell in love with that experience. And actually holding a vinyl in your hands is fucking amazing. It is an experience. Here, let me grab a few. I want to see if you recognize this one. What the hell is going to happen here? I'm back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, these aren't all. I, I have most of mine are upstairs where my record player is, but I do have a couple down here that I let's see. Do you, you recognize this one? <laughs> I certainly do. Little uh, has that been played or is that still sealed up? Sealed. I I play it. I don't I don't play this one, but uh, yeah. It's, so you uh, just you just use a digital. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about uh, this one? You recognize this one? Yep. Certainly <laughs> do. I just, I, I just, you just bought that one. Chase, huh? Fleet, Fleetwood. Chase that one myself. Yeah, that had to be bought, mate. My Absolutely. daughter bought that one for me because she knows I love it. This one I definitely play. Do you have that one? <laughs> I do not have that one, but fuck me, that 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 is one that I need. Is that a picture disc? Uh, it is. Uh, this is Michael Jackson off the wall, and I know, I know, it is. Is it a picture disc? Hello, we're on a <laughs> podcast. I'm trying to create. <laughs> I'm trying to create theater of the mind here. <laughs> the fucking look this guy just gave me then and you know halfway through saying that i did think oh yeah shit he does need to tell people what we were talking about fuck me he just looked at me as if i'd just completely gone gone against everything like oh god yeah, so, yeah. sorry you carry on there pete carry on so there you go would you like to oh, that is that? beautiful that that is cool as fuck yeah it's a picture disc uh of michael jackson off the wall pretty good but that, then, that is a record that needs to go on my list off the wall, without doubt. Uh, what's going on, Marvin? What's going on, Marvin Gaye as well? That's got to be on there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. This, this, the thing is, you, you know, before you know it, you're like, shit, there's 500 quid of a bloody record here. And you know what I had to buy? I had to find this one on uh, on eBay, and you won't recognize it. But like you said, music is a, a personal experience to everybody, right? So uh-huh. this is a 45 uh, of a song called Let the Music Play uh, by a... Uh, R&B artist called Shannon, right? It's uh, the reason I had to buy this was because when I was a kid, that was when I first got my first money. The very first thing I got to buy for myself was this was 45 it. when I was a kid. Cool, <laughs> and so when I first that. got a record player again, I was like, I need to buy that again just because of the fact that it was like my very first ever purchase. So yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, mean, it's, it's, a, it's some, an experience the, for everybody. 
there was something magical about going through my mum's collection as well and just seeing the stuff that was in it. And the other thing as well was like, wow, the, the, you know, this stuff that I'm going through now is such enthusiasm. It has been sat in, you know, the the back bedroom at my mum and dad's house since you know, since I was born. Yeah, yeah. I've never paid it any attention and all of a sudden I'm pulling it all out and looking at it in forensic detail. And she's got, you know, she's got uh, first pressings of uh, original Elton John records, you know, uh, massive nice. Elton John fans. So quite a few of them are signed as well. Um, there's some really interesting stuff in there um, and some, you know, not so interesting. Uh, but, you know, you're always going to get that. But I, I, you know, just having such a blast bloody cleaning the things and, and, then, and then giving them a spin. But... Yeah, there's, there's no doubt, as I'm sure you can tell, that I'm absolutely bitten, bitten by that bug, and it just makes me so excited to not only get the the, the Temple Newsom one through, not the test pressings and the pretty pink and blue ones, yeah, uh, but mine as well. I, I cannot wait to get mine pressed. And as I said, the, the live album jumped the queue a bit because I've had such a hand in coordinating it all, so uh, everything's had to kind of stop while we've done this. But now. Um, obviously moving on to to my record so actually getting the opportunity to spin mine on my own turntable for the first time i'm very uh very much looking forward to that yeah you should, fucking you should, uh, we should live stream that oh yeah i certainly will i'll be doing summer i'll be doing summer that would be pretty yeah cool. that's yeah that that that's something i've very well i've been looking forward to that for a long time when when we first started this record actually thinking about holding the finished press thing in my hand that's just such an achievement for me oh, yeah. it really is and again again it, you know to some people it might seem twee or whatever but as someone who's had such a desire to make music again to be able to actually make you know make um make my own record and get it in my hands and that with all the beautiful art that's going to be on it and everything i just think it's really interesting to think that somebody who has created so many albums already just by being the musician and so many people have bought those albums and cherished them and played them on their records it's just funny to think that you recently uh for the very first time actually played a record uh, mm-hmm. by yourself it's it's just interesting to think that you've been on records that have been played but you haven't yourself actually played a record <laughs> well I, was, I never saw the i honestly never saw the attraction of it and I think as much as anything for me, it was just down to the, well, I can't, you know, like, I don't even know. It's honestly, I can't describe it. It's just something that I've never paid any attention to mm. at all. It was always just in CD form. And I think probably, I'm, I'm presumed, correct me if I'm wrong, but well, CDs have always been cheaper. So when I'm, when I'm bloody 15, 16, and my mum and dad are saying you can have two records, um, you know, you're going to go for CD, aren't you? I'm not a historian, but I kind of remember when they first, when uh, CDs first came out, they were similarly priced. And right. so it wasn't really like a pricing thing. It was just more of a, it, the, the marketing around it was higher quality, you know, high five, mm. you're going to get a better quality sound. And, well, and I mean, I honestly, that's just marketing, but yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I said, you know, the, the higher quality sound from vinyl is something that I just never really even fucking thought about. Never even thought about until being um slapped with it around the face which is what i describe the difference as i won't describe it as oh yeah 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 it, it was like fuck's sake wow. do you know what i mean as i say i've got a decent setup with good speakers and good you know uh, properly set up do you know what i mean in an imaging sense to get to make sure you get the best out of music from whatever source it's coming from so i now i know how stuff should sound and the depth through which it should come at you with and it, the, the, as I'm describing, the, the even like the image separate, uh, the instrument separation clarity, you know what I mean? You, you shut your eyes with a decent pair of speakers, um, you know, set up properly. And it's like the bloody band's playing in front of you. Whereas I, you know, 
with a CD, even with your eyes shut, it's like it's coming out of two speakers in front of me. Yeah. Rather than thinking that I could literally be stood in in front of that band playing that song. That, that's the difference for me. Um, now, you may have you researched know. this already, and, and uh, I, I always hear people complain about it. I don't know what the deal is, but people are like against like the red or like the, the certain color discs. I don't know what that's all about. Well, I mean, historically, um, colored vinyls and things have been notorious for lesser quality um, production runs and just lesser quality in general, really. Now, that, as far as I understand it, has changed drastically because they're so much more popular now. So in theory, the colored vinyls perform just as well as the black vinyls. Ah. But things things like picture discs, they're still... Um, because, the, I mean, it's it's such a broad conversation, really, but there's certainly a high element to, especially something like a picture disc, that it's um it's an aesthetic thing to own as much as it might be something that you're going to spin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people who bought off the wall, for example, the picture disc, I would wager, um, well, you know, a lot of them anyway, would probably own off the wall in some other format. You yeah, know, like if you're the, a DJ, you probably don't have the picture disc spinning when you're doing club. Exactly. <laughs> because it's more of a... How do you describe it? It's just more of a physical yeah. novelty, I suppose. Although novelty, yeah. novelty feels like the wrong word. It's like a, you know, just like a, I don't know, like an ornament. It, it operates in the same way as an ornament, really. I don't necessarily think playback is the main priority right. when you're making stuff like picture discs. Um, well, yeah, I, I certainly don't know enough to, to go into any depth about why coloured vinyls would be different, but there's all sorts of factors. I mean, weights, tech, uh, it'd make a big difference as well. So if you, uh, a 180 gram vinyl, for example, will, will be much higher quality, much less susceptible to warping, and in a lot of times can have a better sonic presentation as well. Do you know what I mean? So weight plays a, plays a role as well. But yeah, there's definitely conversations around um, historically coloured vinyls, not not playing as well, literally. Yeah. Especially when you're, you're making splatter, um, splatter vinyls out of resin and things like that. And you're, you're going to be dealing with different textures and all sorts of things that can play a high role because that's a fascinating thing about it, really. With a CD, although the information is printed on there and something is physically reading it, i.e. a laser, it's fascinating to me to, to have the record in your hand and see the entire playing surface and see shit on it. And be yeah. like, well, that's going to cause a problem. Do you know what I mean? It just you can scratch the shit out of. Well, you can to a degree scratch the shit out of CDs to a degree, and they still right. they still work. But there's just a lot more sort of care that's got to go into it. And even when if you look at the grooves on a vinyl, sort of in 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 real detail, it's fucking mesmeric, man. The whole mm-hmm. thing, the whole thing, I just find very pleasing as someone with as someone that lives with um, my what you know conditions or whatever. It 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 really ticks all the boxes for something that I might find interesting and that might be an enjoyable way to spend my time. Because that's all, that's all I'm ever doing. Do you know what I mean? That's all anyone's doing. You just try to distract yourself from one day the fucking sun's going to explode and roast you all. Do you know what I mean? And you, you find shit to do in between that time that makes you smile, man. And it makes me fucking smile. That is the, and that's when everything goes out the window for me. If I, if I go down one of these roads and yeah, it involves spending a bit of money and that and thinking, oh, you know, bloody buyer's remorse, which is something that I'm sure everyone knows something about, but providing you get that smile with the first time you, you know, whatever for me, it's like, oh, it's fucking completely worth it. Then. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you know, if I, if, if I'd have been stood here going, oh bloody, I've just spent a fortune on a turntable and it's fucking no different than pressing play on bloody Spotify. I'd be a bit pissed off because that's what I couldn't buy into. 
I couldn't buy into just buying into it for the sake of it. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? The trend. Yeah, fuck that shit, man. I, I've got no interest in that. I'm purely chasing that revelation of, oh my God, these records have got layers I didn't know about. Mm. And I'm pissed off that no one told me about that more emphatically. Do you know what I mean? Or that someone might have gone, well, why the fuck would you look at vinyl when you could just bloody, you know, have it on a digital format or even a CD? But I now know why anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm super glad that you. Uh, I was happy when you actually discovered music again in general. I thought that was great. Yeah, and and now doing it through, um, you know, through discovering vinyl and seeing these layers. That's a really cool thing. I think it's a music is a passion. There's an experience involved, and oh. I, I just love that you're being part of that now. That's really cool. So to put it in perspective, even since I have reconnected with music, that would I consume music by just having YouTube on my phone. And just listening to it like that and enjoying the song. (laughs) I had long time ago stopped enjoying music at a real ceremonial level. Do you know what I mean? Where I put it on and it's loud and I'm listening to just that. I stopped doing that with music years ago. And, you know, my my setup was purely sort of for films and cinema. And I've since modified it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. um, For this. But that was kind of, I'd stopped listening to music like that and to to have that drive again to to listen to music properly in what I would describe as a ceremonial way. Um, it's a, it's a fucking, it's, a, it's another rare treat in my life. Mm. It's another rare treat that, you know, reconnecting with, with my band and everything and fans and that, that was a rare treat. And then, um, you know, getting to this point now where I'm suddenly so, ex, so excited about going out and experiencing music like that again, really. Well, I say again, experiencing music like that, but in, you know, in a way where, and everyone knows well i think most people who listen to this podcast know what i'm like I, you know i i just get so fucking into stuff do you know what i mean it, where you listen at a level where fuck all else matters during that time bastard ground could open up and godzilla could come out and you'd be like well you fucking wait i'm listening to big love here mate you can get fucked <laughs> you know what i mean fucking hell do us a favor um yeah that you know that's i'm going i'm going on and on and on here but i'm just um like I'm in love with it again. Do you know what I mean? Which is uh, really exciting because when you're in love with someone like that, it makes getting up easy, doesn't it? Takes your mind off that heat wave you're dealing with. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, uh, but that's what I was doing yesterday. It's just sat as still as possible, blasting, blasting these records out, and yeah, it's stupid volumes, which I fucking love it. You know, jumping around my living room like a kid, literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> to some stuff, yeah, proper gotta, like losing it stuff. Well, yeah, I was in my pants on that, so because <laughs> it was so fucking hot. So no, you don't want to see that. I definitely don't um, want to see that. No, I know you don't. I know you don't. But come on now, <laughs> come on, stop making me feel unattractive. That's not fair. You're a bully. <laughs> oh, <fuck> um, sake. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's very much something that I'm I'm really looking forward to exploring more and like a kid in a sweet shop, basically going, oh my god, just like I was when I saw that he got Spirit of Eden because. I don't know. For me, it's it's almost like eating your favorite meal is sitting and sitting down and listening to somewhere as great as that. Do you know what I mean? The sort of the 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 receptors that fire off in your brain. It's all it's all it's all the same place, isn't it? Really, those sorts of things. That sort of level of pleasure. Love it. Yeah. So that's what I'm about at the moment. Basically, is just thinking, where can I go to uh, buy loads of bloody records and stuff? But yeah, now the now the heat is subsiding a little bit. Um, I will be getting back on. Um, writing and putting stuff out as well and that's one thing i have got a song almost ready to go for patrons so i'll be getting back on that i also forgot to add earlier that i think at the moment we're looking at sort of uh, the winter for for my album 
um, coming out. But obviously, I'll keep everyone updated on that. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing now. We'll be going hunting down some more vinyl, I think. But um, yeah, so this has been episode 73. And yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening. And sorry if I bored you all senseless talking about my love of vinyl, but it's tough shit, isn't it? But anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.